Hello everybody and welcome to Overtime, your weekly source for all things Overwatch. I'm your host Jacob Hujik and with me today is Taylor Severn. And starting the recording now. <laughs> Did you just start it? Oh, uh, I'm making a joke that literally only one person will get. You're the worst. How dare you derail this episode on the post-BlizzCon eve. I mean, I don't think that's an eve. <laughs> it's after BlizzCon. We got so much news. Oh my I, goodness. Actually, no. Wait. The post-BlizzCon eve would be BlizzCon itself. <laughs> but yes, we have lots and lots and lots to talk about today including the fact that sombra is now on the ptr and will be in the game shortly um there is a new overwatch league an arcade mode all bunch of a whole bunch of goodness and uh ptr updates so we'll get to uh the first biggest news which is sombra uh she got revealed during the during the opening ceremony uh they were showing a a video and then she quote-unquote hacked it uh and we got uh a whole bunch of, of like media on her. We have um, her short, uh, like this kind of um, 2D animated one as well, on top of the 3D one, uh, and then we have just one showing off her her abilities and, and such. Her uh, so character what did you think? spotlight, if you will. Yes, that that is the exact name of it. In fact, uh, so what did you think of that when you when you first saw it? Uh, I was actually watching the opening ceremony live because what else is there to do? And the the initial video they were showing, I was kind of like, eh. I mean, okay, like that's nice. It was the it was the technical details on the uh, launch day, which I kind of would have been curious to see, like all these technicians scrambling while servers are going live. But yeah, then yeah, S- Sombra happened. Yeah. But also, it makes me wonder, like, does that video actually exist, or was yeah, that it, all staged? Is there a full cut of that video somewhere? <laughs> Um, but yeah, initially I was like, oh man, my internet's cutting out, ugh, damn it. And then then, the logo starts coming up, and I'm like, oh, okay, (laughs) I I hope this is planned. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine if some hacker hacked their thing and and released Sombra early? That would be amazing. That'd be a very weird coincidence, you know, it's... (laughs) Um, but I wasn't expecting to see the new cinematic. A- and uh, out of cinematics, I think it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I liked it quite a lot. Uh, I think you and me both had the same uh, issue with it, uh, which is that uh, Widowmaker and, to a much greater degree, Reaper uh, are next to useless again. Well, uh, I I wouldn't say again in Widowmaker's case. Yeah, no, Widow. I shouldn't even say Widowmaker because in her alive short, she was a total badass. But like, I, I liked Reaper in this outing. I yeah, like because it was it was like he, a giant mech's in his way, and he's like, "Okay, I gotta deal with this Sombra. You deal with that. I have yeah. giant mechs to kill." I did like because like during the beginning of it when he like gets owned by that one mech and he's like oh i failed sombra it's up he to you now he didn't get owned he just got hit he was like limping and everything it's like come on you've taken bullets <laughs> come on he needs to you're, kill something to heal first he's you're still a ghost human man. he killed so many anyways anyways despite turning to mist he's still human i Listen, think you, you just you just said he needs to kill people to heal himself he's still human <laughs> I mean, yeah, come on. I didn't I didn't know that about you, Taylor. Uh, I think you learned something about yourself today as well. <laughs> um so yeah, I was like, "Oh man, Reaper again." But then at the end when like they open the door and he just, like he's just surrounded by destroyed mechs. I'm like, "Oh, okay. You did something." But he was he was a badass off-screen. And, and you know what? I'm okay. If, I'm okay with that. He needs he needs his time in the sun on camera. I, I'm, I've been telling you, and I forget if I've mentioned this on podcast or not, but uh, he just needs to kill Tracer. <laughs> yes, you have mentioned. <coughs> I know I've mentioned it to you. I don't know if it was on the podcast. I believe it was. Okay, yeah. Um, it, it, and, and that would cement Reaper as everything everyone wants him to be. Getting back to Sombra. 
yes, her part in the short was pretty cool. Uh, definitely, it explored the lore a lot more. At the end of the trailer was a, a surprise. For those of you who haven't watched the animated short yet, go watch it. And go watch all the way to the end of the video. There's something really cool at the end, which made I, me I, squeal. I, I was, like, doing a play-by-play uh, texting to Jacob because he couldn't watch it. I was and, at work. I was so upset. And, and I just, like, texted him, like, oh, my God, there's story here. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. It was it was the biggest kind of lore dump we've we've had in quite a while. Um, I mean, honestly, probably since Bastion, because Bastion's animated short, because that was, there was a, a fair bit of, of lore, of, like, really good backstory there, even though it was... Uh, yeah, really we figured just... out Ganymede and the enemy of Ganymede, who's the leader of Eyeball Land with Talon. <laughs> so, uh, we're, it was you and me who were discussing the fact that, like, the leader of this eyeball thing that Sombra's trying to uncover uh, is, like, a, a raven or some sort of bird. And then Talon is its, its weapons slash assault division because Talons are part of birds. Yeah. T- talons are part bird. Yeah, it's true. Uh, um, speaking of which, like we know that from the 2D animated video showing like Sombra's backstory, and one of the super interesting things there is we get like a web of connections there, showing how all different things are connected. Yeah, different organizations and the people that are part of those uh, organizations and how they've kind of moved and are interconnected between each other. Uh, many of the character we've, characters we've already seen are on there. Um, there was a couple extra... Uh, Los Muertos gang gang members, uh, and there was one dude collected to uh, uh, Luchimero Corps. I can't remember what the that company, Lucio Luchimero, whatever. Lucio? Um, <laughs> no, it's not Lucio. Um, but that that um, South American company that's been part of the ARG for the last couple of weeks. Uh, oh, yeah, there is a, a bearded dude who's connected to that, and I'm curious when we'll see him. Maybe he's the president that we were hacking his email. Potentially, although he seemed uh, very white. <laughs> um, uh, the other character uh, that might be a potential, we might actually potentially see in game, uh, was connected to Reinhardt, and he was some sort of Omnic, which I'm curious to uh, learn more about. Uh, a quick mention of Omnic: there showed a shot of the Les Mortos, the, the gang. I can Los can't pronou- I can't pronounce foreign words. Say <laughs> la vie. Um, Again, but... you're very white. <laughs> I take offense. <laughs> uh, and there was just a really cool Omnix guy, and I was like, I want him. Oh yeah, and the two D animated. Yeah, I see. I was curious about that because I I didn't uh, notice him at first, even though he's like mo- the most forefront character. Like he's in um, the foreground background. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I thought the Los Muertos gang hated Omnix. <laughs> that just tells you. How, How dope much that... of a badass he is! Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this, this, this is a good one. This guy's good. Uh, another thing from the two D animated short, which I loved the art style of, by the way, that was, it looked really good, and I want to see more of those for more of the characters. Um, honestly, kind of more than the comics, um, but I, um, I really liked the woman who was giving uh, Sombra her tattoos slash augments. Mm. The fact that she had a ro- like a robot arm that was attaching to the ceiling, it was really oh, yeah, really cool. cool. That also reminds me, and I heard like in a Q and A, someone asked about like how like there are a bunch of people who are like missing arms and have robotic arm replacements, mm-hmm. and he said only Sumatra is an amputee. All the others aren't. Interesting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I'm assuming by by amputee they mean like they're not making a, a weird division between someone who had it like a, a limb removed unwantingly as opposed to someone who would have a limb removed wantingly to upgrade it, if that made sense. I'm not sure. I wanted to look into it before I mentioned it on the podcast, but I forgot to do that up until now this moment and it just No, that, that's that's very interesting. Like it it does make you a question now, like like is McCree who has a, a metal left arm, um, like is it does he have his normal arm under that? That's interesting because I always assumed that like almost all the characters were were like war amps in, in some way. 
Uh, like I, I thought the whole part of like the whole thing behind this world is that like because of the Omnic Wars, many people were left as amputees. Or maybe they were just wrong when they said only Sumatra. <laughs> Again, I, I forgot to look into that. No, that, that that would be interesting if they ever delve more into that, especially in, in one of the like, uh, you know, animated sh- probably not animated shorts, but like one of the comic books or something. Just an off offhand throwaway line, excuse me, uh, would be in, uh, enough. But yeah, getting back to the to the short, uh, I want these for basically all the characters just to explore their backstory. I thought it was a very good way of like like this is who this character was. This is what they're all about. And this is what they're doing on the world stage as a, as a character in the game. I really, really liked it, and I loved the style as well. Like, it looked really good. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, um, we should talk about actual Sumatra. Yes, Sumatra. Sumaro. Yeah, we're talking about Sumaro. This is now officially the Heroes of the Storm podcast. Um, yes, Sumatra. (laughs) Now you got me saying Sumatra. Who's Sumatra? (laughs) You know that person you like that's gonna get changed. Is that is that the is that Sinatra's like orc baby? Sumatra, uh, Sombra. <laughs> Her abilities are as follows. Um, she has a hack which is bound to right click, uh, which lets you uh, will hack opponents, which um, puts silence all their abilities on cooldown. Yeah, it's basically a silence if you're familiar from other games. Um, it puts all their abilities on cooldown, and if they have a shield, it removes the shield. Uh, so that includes Sombra's little tiny shield, or Lucio's huge shield. No, the uh, the hack doesn't do that. No? No, that's strictly her alt spoilers. Oh, I thought I her think. alt was just the, her hack on a wider ra- uh, radius. Mm. I tried hack, like, uh, she's live on PTR, in case anyone is curious right now, so go download PTR if you haven't already, and you can play... Sombra. It's a completely new region, so you don't re- you don't really have any of your currency or, 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 or stats or anything, um, or skins, uh, and it's a, a quite a hefty download. But if you do it, then you'll have access to these characters early. I tried doing it on the PTR, hacking someone with a shield, but as I was hacking them, someone was shooting them and removed the shield, so I was kind of upset. And that happened two or three times. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, I'm trying to do research here." Um, but yeah, in, in either case, the hack will put enemies on, uh, abilities on cooldown, which is super useful. And you can also hack turrets to disable them. Um, do not hack Bastions, because he doesn't need abilities to pump 400 bullets into your face. <laughs> Bastion's a pretty good Sombra counter, because uh, he can uh, shoot her even when he, she uses her other ability, which is Stealth. Uh, so she can, in fact, turn invisible, and while she's invisible, she can move faster. I feel uh, most people can shoot her while she's invisible. Yes, but he can just put out so many bullets and like spin around in a in a death blossom. Uh, oh, one more thing about the, her hack. Sorry, is she can hack um, medkit spawners, and when she does that, uh, your opponents can't use them. They still see them, but they can't use them. They see it as like kind of like a, there's a hacked somber symbol over it, and they also respawn faster. Now you can use this in combination with her last ability, last non-heroic ability, which is her self-teleporter. Basically, she throws out this grenade, and she throws it like a on a, at a, a pretty decent arc. Um, and it will set up. It's indestructible, so the enemies can't, they can see it, but they can't destroy it. But they can camp it as well. They'll just like sit there and wait for you to respawn. But why so would you, you? They camp it. What does it do? <laughs> Once you've thrown it, uh, you can press E again, and you will teleport there back there instantly. So you can hack a health um, respawner, put your teleporter on it. It'll last for fifteen seconds, and then you can. Go in, st- stealth behind your opponents, uh, deal a bunch of damage to them with your submachine gun, which I'll talk about in a second. And then as soon as you're getting hit close to death, you hit E, as long as it's within those 15 seconds, and you'll re- uh, teleport right on top of the health pack, and you can keep going. Um, I did that a couple times, and it was pretty effective. 
Um, it was, it was, that was a good play style. Another way you can use her teleporter, uh, which I wasn't quite as good at in the brief time I played her, but I did see other people do, using this to great effect, is to kind of be shooting people from the front line slash mid line, throw your teleporter behind them, and like aggressively teleport in, be, into their back line and start shooting them, and then stealth out or stealth to reposition and, and just keep firing. Um, speaking of her fire, uh, she has a submachine gun, as many of you have seen. Um, it is. It has a 60-round clip. I, at first, I thought her playstyle was going to be similar to Tracer's because Tracer's also this kind of like backline-y, quick character. Uh, Sombra has a much more sustained rate of fire, whereas Tracer can unload her clip in about a second and a half, like really, really quickly, and then she has to reload. Sombra can fire for a good like two and a half, three seconds, like just nonstop. Um, and her damage is decent. It's pretty similar to a to Soldier 76's damage. Um, also, another interesting fact is that her spread, it does increase if you just sustain fire uh, to a point, and then it holds on a fairly concentrated uh, circle. So it, is, it isn't the most accurate weapon, but on sustained fire, like especially against a bigger target like a tank, uh, most of your bullets will hit, which I thought is interesting. So you only have to burst fire at like extreme ranges. Um, so she she felt good. I, I quite liked her abilities. Um, I, the stealth playing against it isn't quite as annoying as I thought it was going to be, just because she doesn't have any burst damage, which I thought I think is a very smart move of Blizzard. Uh, and I wanted to get your opinion on that. You didn't mention her passive. Oh my goodness! Uh, yes, she has a, a very interesting passive. Um, if an enemy is below 50% health, she can see them through walls. Um, which lets her hunt people down very easily. Uh, her allies do not get to see this, but she can call it out, obviously, if you're on comms. It's, but it, it, it's uh, only a visual for Sombra. Um, one uh, other thing about this... also didn't formally talk about her alt. I wanted to get to her alt in a second. Um... But I guess now that we've kind of segued into it, uh, her alt is basically an EMP kind of effect, like we were saying. Uh, in a wide area around her, uh, everyone's everyone is basically hacked. They all their abilities are on cooldown. Any turrets are Im immediately deactivated, uh, and any barriers or shields are in instantly destroyed. That includes Winston's barrier. Um, Reinhardt's barrier, it's destroyed and put on cooldown. Uh, Lucio's alt. Lucio's alt completely negates anything that happened from it. Um, it's a very powerful ability. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's her kit. Uh, she can be used very, very offensively uh, if you know what you're doing, or she can be um, kind of a backline harass character. Uh, and you can play her from kind of the mid, mid line as well. She only has 200 health. So pretty standard. Um, no self-healing except for, again, that teleporter um, medpack trick. Uh, so what, what did you think when once you learned about all this? I Going into it, I really wanted to dislike something because I was just so sick of all this stupid bird stuff. But uh, I actually love her kit. That's exactly what I want in a character, just that kit be able to be that annoying right she's one of the it. most trolly characters in the game i love it so much and i'm excited in like five six months when i'll be able to play her because everyone else will stop playing her <laughs> yeah on ptr right now basically it's a, a free-for-all grab for sombra on certain modes um but what did you what did you think of the stealth? Because I was very worried about having stealth in Overwatch. I was I was I'm very against it, honestly, and I'm still not super happy about it. But what did you think? I'm looking forward to ganking scrubs. <laughs> I should I expected no less from you. Um I again I was worried. I I usually don't like stealth characters. However, I think they treated Sombra very well. Because, like I said, she doesn't have burst damage. If she wants to kill you, she has to shoot you for a, a fair bit of time. She doesn't get any weird bonus coming out of stealth or, or something. She's not going to one-shot kill you from from being invisible. She can't it's use mostly... talents to get bonuses? <laughs> no, not in this game. Although, when we see her in uh, Here's the Storm, 
I wouldn't mind seeing her in Heroes. I think she's got a pretty cool kit. Um, anyways, I uh, I quite like it because it's it's an 11 second stealth. You move faster during it, so it's it's mostly for an escape and repositioning. Um, and her teleport lets her kind of get away, and again reposition. So she has lots of mobility abilities, which I know people like. Uh, I haven't looked into it, but is it a, like a true invisibility, or does she have a shimmer? The shimmer only happens when she's going into stealth. Like, it's kind of a fade effect. It happens over, like, a second, a second and a half. Um, and then if she're, if she's very close to someone, you'll see a shimmer. Uh, it's very similar to how it looks in the animated short. If you're within about that range where she is from those two guards, <coughs> excuse me, you will see a shimmer. So close enough to French kiss someone. Okay. If you have a really long tongue. We French kiss differently, I guess. <laughs> okay, things we've learned about Taylor in this episode. Things we've learned about Jacob in this episode. Don't put this on me. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much Sombra. That's um, pretty much BlizzCon. Done. Oof, nothing else. <laughs> there was a whole bunch else. Um, <clears throat> they had like an entire panel to talk about not Sombra. Yeah. Um... The last thing I wanted to mention about Sombra was some of her skins. She has some pretty cool skins. I breezed through them on the PTR. Her cheaper skins, the colors, very good. She's a very colorful, very colorful character anyways, even amongst all the color explosion that is Overwatch. She's just this like pit purple being. And all of her skins are very, very bright and colorful, and I like it. Um, her ultimate or rather her legendary skins very cool the los muertos skin looks amazing i already have a, a weird thing with uh, girls and mohawks and she has those awesome glow-in-the-dark tattoos that the los muertos gang has like yeah oh, she looks great and then her second legendary is the uh, space cy- cyberspace uh, yeah. skin which is um very blue her hairstyle changes she has a braid she looks great there are pictures of it uh and then you can probably just download it on, uh, the ptr and, and find them uh so yeah kind of like a, uh if she joined overwatch skin somewhat i uh i don't i yeah, watched the panel I, I know about that i know that i know about that i know that's what they said i just don't see it i guess you don't know overwatch like we know it I mean, we, I was as never in every, everyone except you. <laughs> I'm speaking for everyone here. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of the of those panels, we learned a lot of really cool stuff about them, and I think you know a little bit more than me. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to go into that? Uh, we have the arcade. It's exciting, and it's going to replace the weekly brawl they weren't super satisfied with how the brawl was doing usually people would play it once on the tuesday and be like oh that was neat and then not play it touch it until the next tuesday where me they're talking about me and by tuesday i mean the first tuesday and then never touch it again well like yeah like uh it, it was kind of like a one or one and done kind of thing where it's like oh, that was neat yeah, I found most of the brawls pretty lame. And, and so what they're doing is now they're adding a mode that is a variety of regularly rotating game modes, maps, and rule sets. And so there will be a variety of games you can choose from to play. And what point is there in playing? Well, you get rewards. Tasty, tasty Sick. rewards Sick. in the form of boxes. Boxes. With stuff inside? Or just empty boxes? Because um, both are good. It, it depends how much things you have. Because <laughs> if you have everything in the game, they're pretty much empty. <laughs> no, there's currency. There's like five, five currencies in them. It's like a nickel. <laughs> and um, you, you'll get a loot box every or for trying out a new mode when they put out a new mode. Or playing three games up to a maximum of three loot boxes from that. And you get you get both, which is pretty nice. No, it's um, either or. You decide. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, on the PTR. There's uh, I must say on the PTR the UI for all of the different uh, play modes because there's quite a few of them now. Um, all have a really cool like button label thing. It's got like a, a character or, or some some object from Overwatch on it, and it's in a cool like two D style. The, uh, the UI looks really good. Um, and also in the corner of the um, arcade is a graph showing you how far you are in progress to getting another loot box. So yeah, like Taylor mentioned, it's every three you get a loot box to a maximum of three loot boxes. Uh, which is that was, really a graph? Yeah, it was a graph. Or is it graphic? It was both. It, it goes by both names. It's a very, it's a very modern... UI. Take Anyways, the word. <laughs> um, some of yeah. these new game modes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a one v one mystery duel, and that's just it. It's mystery. Uh, moving on. <laughs> no, you. Uh, the game randomly assigns you a character, uh, you and your opponent, and it's just the one of you on each side, and you try and take them down. And the first one to five wins wins. And. It's a random hero, and you're both the same hero, no matter what. Oh, you're the also, same hero? Yeah. Oh, that makes it more fair. Yeah. Um, also, I will admit I took that joke from the panel. But uh, they said, like, they tried it on some of the maps they currently have, and they, they were a bit too big, and it just didn't work out. So it has an entirely new map for these smaller arena sort of things. And that is Echo Point Antarctica. Mm-hmm. So when I originally heard the name and saw some screenshots, I thought it was going to be the training map. But it is a completely new map with new assets. Uh, it looks much more wintry. Um, it is obviously smaller than many of the maps, uh, well, than all the maps in the regular game. But it, it's not lacking for, de- for detail. It looks very, very cool. It Point, means- pun intended. And it's also where May is from, and there are little story Easter eggs throughout the map that you can go find. And so it, it'll be interesting to just go to the map and look at it. I didn't have a chance to uh, look through the map in that great detail, which is a shame, because I was playing the next mode, which is 3v3. It's a team deathmatch. Mm, it is. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> you died. And, and so it's best of five rounds, uh, at the beginning of a round, you choose your characters, and for that round, you cannot change your characters. Correct. You're locked in. And then, once you're eliminated during that round, you do not respawn. And so it's just an elimination match, and they're very, uh, the devs are very curious to see how this kind of plays out because this first I... time Overwatch stuns. Yeah, like the, like I've said multiple times on the show that death that death match is like kind of the antithesis of Overwatch. And that's still true. <laughs> I don't want to go back on my what I was saying. But no one dies in Overwatch, and Deathmatch is purely death. Heroes die. never die. Um, but one thing uh, about the mode that I liked is that f- <clears throat> the fact that it's uh, it's uh, no respawn, and it's, so it's very very quick, and it's only three uh, three players. It's three v three, and you're locked into the comps. So because of that, you actually do want to pick kind of a balanced comp and you can kind of do crazy things with it i do i am curious to see what kind of meta develops around it but i just liked how quick it was and it was very focused on teamwork which i think it is what um overwatch is all about uh, but also you can that... still clutch it <laughs> you can use that sick alt to get everyone i don't need I... any alts i used to play um call of duty a lot and my favorite mode was hardcore modes during the various games. And, and in that mode, again, it was uh, when you die, you're dead for the round. Uh, I just found it very intense and quick. And I really like this kind of mode in, in Overwatch. I didn't think I, I wanted it, but now that it's here, um, I, I'm actually excited to go play it again. And judging by, the, uh, it shows you in the arcade uh, what the most popular game types are. Like, how many people are playing. It shows you a little, like, uh, notches and how many people are playing. Uh, this was the most popular mode. Um, and it's 
unusual because it's a one hero limit, so you couldn't always get Sombra. Me and my team, uh, we just ended up tr uh, trading. Uh, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but I would wait for someone if I had just used Sombra so they could pick her and vice versa. Um, yeah, I really, really like this mode, and I really think that a significant portion of the player base is going to play it a lot. Yeah, they were curious how like the hero balance was going to come out, like with Mercy being able to revive people and other yeah. crazy characters in a deathmatch sort of situation. Because the thing is, like over the course of the round, unless you guys are, are really trading blows and you, and you have a good healer, um, you die too quickly before your your ultimate's even a thing. Um, but yeah, moving on from that mode, uh, we have the six v six mystery hero duel. Which is something that we had before, I believe, as a uh, a brawl. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically just like the one v one. You get assigned a random hero. Go go go! Kill kill kill! The yeah, you other don't one. Get to change until you die. Yes. Um, the other game mode that is interesting uh, is the six v six no limits, which many of you may know as just regular quick match. They've but now changed it's quick. Here. Now it's here. That's now strange. it's an arcade mode, um, and that is because quick match is now a one hero limit. They thought it was integral to the game, balance of the game. So yeah, and the, so they put it in. The most popular mode is now like it has been in competitive for a while. You can only pick one of a certain hero on each side. But they knew um, people really enjoyed having that no limits, so that's why it's here in the arcade. I think it is it is much easier to balance this way. I was Probably. angry at the suggestion of this, because I believe we were talking about this on our last episode, which, sorry, uh, just a side note, sorry, we had to miss it a week because I got super busy at work, like 13-hour days at work. It was not cool. Anyways, um... So the I was really against this idea, but the fact that they're keeping the the, the no limits six v six mode uh, in the arcade makes me a little better uh, happier about it. I'm curious to see how popular it is, and I wonder if the popularity of it is kind of going to be really big at the beginning because people are like, oh no, they keep the limits off of our quick match, uh, and then it's going to kind of shrink down to a more core base of people that play it. Because uh, I honestly think, now that I've, I've, I kind of think about it. I really do hate facing six soldier 76s. No, I still find that interesting. <laughs> I still find that interesting. But the fact that it, like that can be in its own separate crazy fun mode, I kind of like. So I honestly think I might end up playing, depending yep. on how popular the 6v6 No Limits is, I might play competitive for when I want to play the game competitively, and when I want a quick burst of fun with many of my friends, we'll just play No Limits. Um, and then uh, for a smaller group, we'll probably just play a 3v3 deathmatch. Um, so I like I, I, we have all these options now that I, I'm not quite as upset because quick match was like where I went for like, you know, I have 10, 15 minutes for a game, I'll just play quick match. Now I can do all these different arcade modes for that. So I don't necessarily need that six the six feet six no limits craziness because I can do something even crazier than that. I can do uh, you know a mystery one v one duel, uh, and most likely I'll just be doing the three v three deathmatch. And you might be thinking, well, what happened to all the old brawls that used to exist? They got burned, incinerated. We don't like them. No one cares. Well, they're turning those ashes. And rising them into a phoenix as a new queue system called All Brawls, where you queue up and you'll get a brawl and you play it, and once that's done, you get another different brawl. Yeah, it's random, you don't get to pick, it's not a list. You can do it, I believe, in custom games. If you go to custom games, you can pick from specific brawls. But the random brawl mode is just like, hey, you got a random one, you're playing um, Sombra and Mercy, and then you're playing the good, the bad, the ugly, and whatever else the other stupid brawls were. Um, dumb mode, I don't really care. It's great that it's there if, if people want that legacy stuff, but I really don't care. I, I think it's interesting to just have, like, this constantly changing rule set kind of thing. And, and um, they're, they're also creating some new ones just to, like, fill it out. 
But um, it, it should also be mentioned that these are like the brawls where it like limits the heroes and such, not Lucio Ball and Junkenstein's Revenge, where those are considered seasonal events, not true weekly brawls. Yeah, which I think is is uh, kind of a sticking point for some people. They're like, oh, but I I heard about this mode and I was really excited to play Lucio Ball again. Which to you, I say, seriously, just go play Rocket League. It's way better. Um, but, but it would be the... it, it would be kind of nice to just play that mode every now and then. Although... The thing about the arcade is that it's very flexible in what they can do and what they can add in and out. And so those seasonal events can very easily be added in to be playable. Yeah, and I, I, the thing about that is I think they're going to keep them as seasonal events. I think we'll see them back again, but only during the holidays. Maybe repurposed. Jacob, Jacob did you yes. watch the panel? No. Is that what they said? No. They, they, they were like, yeah, they, they might be, come back in the arcade. It's just like things to do. So Interesting. Uh, I My idea was that we might see Lucio... Uh, ball again during winter and it's kind of been repurposed as a hockey map I wouldn't be surprised if that happens that could be interesting right I, I think that's instead of a kind ball of... it's a tree <laughs> I don't know why but when I said hockey at first I envisioned the puck as an actual puck and then I thought of it as a tree before you said it, and I don't know why. Because it just makes sense. Come on. Oh, yeah, okay. That, that, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the arcade mode. I love the concept. Um, I didn't like the, the the way brawls were. Obviously, I'm not going to repeat myself. I didn't like the brawls. This is a much cooler mode. And I, I honestly can't stop thinking about that 3v3 deathmatch. Like, since we started the show, that's what I've kind of been, what's in, been in the back of my head. Sometimes he messes up and accidentally says 3v3 instead of what he actually wants to say. He's thinking about it so hard. Uh, we also got word that they're working on a new map. It's uh, very much in progress, not uh, finished. It's Oasis. It's a patrol map, and it's set on a science paradise in the middle of the desert. Because where else would you want to say, hey, screw you, we got science? I can already envision kind of what it will look like. You've got... Because Temple of Anubis, Anubis is one of my uh, favorite maps. Because I, I just like the... like the, the, Just the brown colors and then like how things pop on it. So I'm well, really curious to see uh, I mean, what they could do with a science yeah. facility in the middle of the desert. You, you can look at a video. It's not like a facility, it's a city. There's a video? Oh, could you uh, could you link that to me and then I'll put it in the show notes? Thank you. Uh, it might be part. It was part of the panel. So. Oh, the, oh, then never mind. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a city. So so oh. it's a city. It it kind of looks like the one in Africa. Numbani. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it just like in the background is kind of the more of the desert stuff. Well, it's kind of yeah, but like it, they're also brown notes. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that's a little less exciting, but I'm, I'm sure it'll still look great. In other cases. Oh, no, it, lo- it looks good. They're like robot butlers and everything. It's great. Uh, one of the big things and new things is that there's going to be a jump pad in the center of the map that let- looks over to the point where you're able to go on and shoot you up into the air. Yes, this is one thing that they mentioned they've been experimenting with for a long time, the idea of jump pads and other kind of map objects that you can interact with. And they're curious to see how it works. I think one of the reasons why they're still working on the game mode is because they're working on the jump pad, pad specifically. Well, uh, they also mentioned like the art, art assets aren't fully done. Hmm. So, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might hinder the, the game slightly. Yeah. Um, and, and they talked about like how like it, some like there are interesting things that come from the jump pad, like a flying bastion in turf. <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing! <laughs> Yeah. That's wonderful. You know, just have fun with that. <laughs> and that um, was set, it's probably going to be on the test realm in December. Interesting. Okay. One other thing about BlizzCon uh, was the Overwatch League. Yeah. There's a nice little video about it. But yeah. uh, what is Overwatch League? Basically, and I love this idea, uh, is that. 
Blizzard is going to be kind of like what they've done with Heroes of the Storm, uh, is they're going to be um, codifying and regulating a Overwatch competitive uh, series where the different uh, cities uh, can apply to have a team. It'll be it'll be kind of limited to major cities at first, and then they will kind of ramp it out in cities as they go along. But basically, major cities will have a, a team, uh, and this team can be sponsored by an owner, which most likely will be an existing team uh, like, uh, you know, EG or Liquid, uh, Envious, can sponsor a team, but it will be based in a region. Um, and these teams will battle it out in a series of uh, events over the course of the year that will kind of culminate. Uh, there'll be regional events and then national events and then international events uh, over the course of the year, several times a year. Uh, and the big thing about this, on top of the fact that these are going to be regular games over the course of the year, is that these players are going to be constipated, uh, not constipated, they're going to be compensated. <laughs> Maybe they'll be constipated. I don't know big what happens. Difference. I don't know what happens when you when you lose a tournament on that scale. But I mean, sitting be, in a chair all day. Right? Uh, they will be uh, compensated with a uh, salary and benefits. Uh, this is specifically the benefits to me is huge. Uh, like this could be something, it's not a huge amount of money, but it's enough to kind of survive, especially if you factor in uh, winnings from tournaments, uh, either BlizzCon spo- or Blizzard sponsored ones or otherwise. Um, streaming, m- many pro players stream as well, which can uh, help supplement income. Uh, and owners of teams may also, will most likely uh, also get sponsorships. Uh, and f- uh, give some of that money to the players, as is, as is pretty usual. Um, and I, I really love the system of doing it because you keep the owners of existing established teams in on it because they can be- just become the owners of these regional teams. But they're, they're regional teams that you can have literally a home team. Toronto is most likely going to get a team, and I can cheer for that. Like That immediately gives me some sort of investment in a competitive um, uh, tournament. If it's just like again, Team Liquid or or Envious, like I don't care if one of those players I know per, uh, not personally, but if I if I see them streaming, if I see them making content about the game, then I have an investment in them and I want them to succeed. And by proxy, I want his team to, to succeed. I don't really care about Liquid. Um, I know they have a cool StarCraft site back when I cared about uh, StarCraft competitive, but other than that, it was just like uh. I used to cheer for Cloud9 and Heroes of the Storm, and then they disbanded, and I just kind of followed the players afterwards. And I've, ever since then, I've, I've just kind of haven't given a crap about teams. But now I can cheer for a city, my city or one close to me, and I think that is an amazing, amazing idea and something that's going to really prepare, propel Overwatch as an esport. Yeah, this really seems like a big deal. This is huge, especially the fact that, again, they've done this in, in Heroes, but it's it's... Um, pay for the players uh, with benefits and it's just regular games uh, all the time. Uh, This is a huge investment for Blizzard. Uh, This is obviously costing a lot of money not only in these players' salaries but also in just putting on all these tournaments and streaming them and, and getting all this organization together. This is basically Blizzard saying Overwatch is going to be huge. We're going to make it huge and you can make your career playing Overwatch. You're in school, or you're fresh out of school, or you're, or you're just really, really good at the game uh, when you're older. You can do this and make money off of it. Like, that's amazing. And, and how it kind of works is that there's an open division where you uh, can group up with some people, play in these, in these um, kind of open tournaments. Uh, I believe your scores from competitive online uh like just playing the game competitively is also factored in and you can as a group challenge like kind of get noticed uh through the system and get put on teams onto these original teams uh so i mean when when this first came out you and me were kind of just like talking uh, about it and then we kind of stopped and said i i, I kind of want to be a pro player at this game well, neither of us can we we suck too hard neither of us can aim but yeah. this is a real possibility for many people 
right now who who are amazing uh, FPS players. Um, they can do this for a few years um, and just live off of it. Like that's amazing. That's so cool. And like anyone with the skill can do this now. It's not just someone who like oh you know I, my parents are paying for my school and. You know, I, I have free time now, so I'll just play this, maybe get into a tournament and, and make some money while I'm going through school. Now it could be someone who who doesn't have those resources, who is, who is struggling, can now make his living off of being good at video games. Like, that's just mind-blowing to me. I, I really hope this works out for Blizzard and the players and the teams, because I think this is like a really big step and can be something really huge for esports. Yeah, I think the amount of investment that... like. Often with these kinds of projects, the companies behind them, like to a, a, a to some uh, some state, they kind of half half asset. They don't put enough of a commitment or enough resources or enough money into it, and it kind of dies. Looking at what Blizzard has done uh, or is planning to do, um, it obviously it's very obvious that the whole weight of the company is behind this. Like they're putting in all the money and all the energy into making this a thing. And because the fan base behind Overwatch is so huge, I don't have many doubts that this will succeed. I honestly think that the biggest issue with uh, Overwatch Competitive right now is like the spectator mode and just how busy the game is. But Blizzard is already kind of correcting that. They're releasing spectator tools, uh, new camera modes, uh, smarter camera tools, and they are making the game less busy by uh, toning down the alts in PTR, which I would be very surprised if it didn't make it to the to the main game. Uh, obviously, all these abilities are still going to be flashy, but I think if it's not like 10 alts going off at the same time um, and with a smarter camera system, this could be a very, very watchable game. And yeah, I, I foresee this being a massive esport in a very short amount of time. Yay! Overwatch League. <laughs> yeah, pretty passionate about the subject. <laughs> uh, to close off BlizzCon, there's some minor news from another game. But in uh, the Heroes panel, they're doing, or we learned they're doing a promotion where you play games in Heroes of the Storm with friends, and you'll get rewards. One of the rewards is a Oni Genji skin. Yes, so there is uh, images of the skin for Genji, it looks pretty dope, not going to lie. Um, and I will suggest to anyone who is listening to us who ha doesn't play Heroes or hasn't really tried it out, or tried it out in the past, the game's been out for about two years now. Um, a, a, a year of full launch and then a year of, of kind of semi-open beta. Um, the game has developed a lot since then. The game, the Heroes, is in a really good place. Um, so if you guys want to try it out, you only have to play 15 games uh, from November 15th to, I believe, January 1st or something like that. Something. Um, you play only just 15 games, play it with some friends. It's a free-to-play game, um, so you can just try it out. And you get a lot of rewards. And at 15, you get the Oni Genji skin. And if you decide to keep playing after that... Once you've completed 30, game, uh, 30 games, you unlock a whole bunch of free characters. Uh, this is an awesome way to get into the game, I think. And um, both me and Taylor are going to use this event to get some free characters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and just remember, guys, the world could always use more heroes. So go out of and the play storm. 30 games and get more heroes. <laughs> yeah, I uh, we've mentioned heroes on, this, on the show quite a bit, and it's because... Honestly, it's a really, really good game. Very different from Overwatch uh, in certain aspect, aspects, but there are Overwatch characters in Heroes, Tracer and Z uh, Zarya, and I'm sure we'll be getting more. Uh, Zarya the... specifically uh, is one of the characters you can get for free with the, through this program. Yeah, uh, really? and both of them, I think, translated to Heroes very, very well. Both of them keep none of their abilities except for one of Zarya's is uh, different from what it is in the game. They all behave more or less as you would expect it, but from a third-person, top-down view. Um, I really like how they translate. And, yeah, once you kind of... If you want to stick with those characters, you can branch out into other ones, which uh, are cool. Also, let Jacob know if you ever want a Heroes podcast, because he would love to do one. Yes, if, if anyone listening has a Heroes <laughs> of the Storm podcast or is thinking of doing one, 
I will definitely help you co-host. I can't host it myself. I, I cannot produce another show. <laughs> I'm too busy. But I will definitely come on and talk. Because I can Boy, can I talk. Um, you can't stop him. But speaking of talking, because my voice is starting to go out, let's bust through the rest of this news and get on out of here. He just um, wants to play 3v3. It's true. Uh, no, I want to go to sleep because it's almost bedtime. And I have a lot of overtime to do tomorrow. No, not the show. Actual lame work stuff. PTR. So, on the PTR, they have revealed that the Season 3 competitive is going to be closing soon. And you can kind of play test... Uh, or Season 2 is going to be closing soon. Yeah, I was going to say. Three, yeah, they're way ahead on the PTR. Uh, season 3, you can kind of test it out on... Uh, on the PTR, they have made some rule adjustments, which I believe we've gone into in our last yeah. episode. Or some some point in the past. Probably. Maybe just in our own heads. Um, but one of the bigger things about the new season, uh, what's going to be happening in the new season, is that experience points are going to be adjusted. Um, uh, but this isn't just in the new season. This is just how your level is calculated. Yeah. Um, but like with, with, with the new season, they're going to bring this over. And basically, it's it's yeah, it's how you're going to get experience points for levels. Um, Pilly, do you want to to talk about it? Uh, so they're uh, just adjusting the amounts you need to uh, for leveling up. So like the early levels, like the first thirteen, nothing's changing. But from fourteen to a hundred, you're it's actually getting less. So you need less experience to level up between them. But after one hundred, what you what happens now? is that it completely just resets, more or less. And so then you level up quickly from 1 to 13, and then it slows off as you get closer to 100. Now they're just going to flatten that experience thing, and so every level will be the exact same amount of experience you'll need after level 100. Yeah, so I was I, I was in two minds about the system. I kind of still am, honestly. Uh, but basically... In the old system, you would get a bunch of loot boxes early. Uh, and then it would really slow down as you got to level 100. And then once you reached, reached 100, you'd revert back to 1 and get a bunch of loot boxes from, from that uh, 1 to 14 level. you get them very, very quick and then slow down again. Um, with this new system, you get them very quickly right at the beginning. So you can kind of get a, a bunch of skins going when you first start the game. And then it's very regular. Uh, and it, it's it's been kind of it no longer tapers off. It's just a, a pretty steady stream of stuff. Uh, on the one hand, that's pretty good. You're just like, okay, uh, every couple of games I'm going to get something, and that's cool, and it's not going to slow down. Um, but I kind of liked that. Like, I'm about to prestige. I'm about to prestige. I'm about to hit le level 100, and then you do it, and then your kind of reward for that was like a bunch of loot boxes one after the other from levels 1 to, to 14 and beyond, right? And then it starts tapering off. I really, really liked that. Um, but now that they're doing this kind of, you can buy uh, seasonal skins for three times the price or you can find them in loot boxes, people were kind of stockpiling. They were waiting. They were getting to level 100 and then stopping. They were gaming the system. Yeah, and then as soon as the event hit, they would start playing and, and get those all those kind of... Uh, not free, but uh, multiple loot boxes. So they kind of don't want to stop that. And yeah, I think... they just don't want you to game that system. Like it's just not a system for you to game. Yeah. Stop that. Systems aren't for for gaming. Games are for gaming, man. Come on. Um, but yeah, I I but I kind of like this. I see why they're doing it. I honestly, in an ideal world, I would have loved them to keep the like get rid of the taper. But then when you prestige, um give you a couple levels where you do get loot boxes in pretty quick succession. I think that would have just been a nice touch. It's just a, a like a present for, for prestiging, right? Or well, you... I, I think they took the loot boxes you get from prestiging and put them in the arcade. You're right, honestly. Actually, that's... Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you By playing the arcade, you will get more loot boxes. Um just because every week you get three plus that extra one for trying out the new mode. Well, That's if there is like a brand new mode. Like it only counts for brand new modes. Oh, so they're not going to do it. I thought it was going to be one new one every week. Uh, the arcade's a collection of modes. And then if they bring in a brand new one, you get one 
because they're like, hey, try this. Oh, uh, okay. I thought they were bringing in a new one every week. My bad. But anyways, it's still it's still three every week, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, this also this PTR includes Sombra. It includes the arcade. Yes, like I've mentioned, you literally. I was playing it earlier. Um, it was pretty great, and my alarm, my bedtime alarm is going off. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty great. I. Uh, His bedtime was great. I yeah, the, the alarm, just the bedtime alarm itself. It's like, oh my goodness, I can finally turn in for the day and process all the things that happened. Would play again. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yes. Uh, the PTR is super cool, lets you try out stuff, and when this uh, patch notes finally hit live, there's a lot of cool polish in it, uh, besides the fact that Sombra's going to be out. Um, have they mentioned when Sombra will be out? Probably next week. Is what they were, yeah, I, I think is what they said. So, so Sombra... I, like, usually the, the test run lasts a week, stuff like this. Yeah, it's just this one has been weird, so I wasn't sure, but you, yeah, I, I believe that's what they said, so... Sombra in the live game next week. If you want to try her out, download PTR. It is a full download. Well, not it's not like downloading the whole game, but you do have to download a bunch of stuff. And um, you got to report bugs and stuff. I mean, it's a hassle. You don't have to. But I, honestly, not. I have never seen a bug in the PTR. Like, and I I've played PTR for for Overwatch, for Heroes, and Diablo a little bit. I never saw. I saw one bug, and that might have been one of the bugs that Anubarak spits out. So, well, like, I was probably going to make a similar joke. So, good job. <laughs> um, yes, uh, and I think that's everything for kind of BlizzCon Overwatch news. Woo! Was there Big news anything? Episode. Yeah, that was a whole info dump. So, we we were joking earlier off 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 the show that. Uh, Roadhog keeps getting pushed back, the poor, our poor fat buddy. But uh, yeah, we'll have to push him back to next week. Um, but yeah, this was a pretty big episode. And before maybe we close it's a it joke out, that we'll just never get to Roadhog. Yeah, we're, we're never, never actually going to cover. Uh, <laughs> we actually just skip to the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> so next week we're going to talk about Diva again. Um, but I want to ask you, what other than Overwatch was something that really excited you from BlizzCon? Ragnaros. You knew the answer to that. <laughs> I, I was going to clarify more um, beyond, besides Ragnaros. <laughs> uh, so I'm sorry. Ragnaros is a very well-known raid boss from uh, Warcraft. but well, Also, he's a Hearthstone card. Come on, get off. Yeah, but he's also kind of evolved past the uh, World of Warcraft game. And... Like sorting insects. Oh, he's he's just so silly. But uh, he's now in. Uh, there's that Alakir. You're right. Alakir. It is whatever. They're all they're all elemental lords. Anyways, yeah. Ragnaros is going to be in Heroes, and he looks pretty dope. Yeah, I'm so excited for Ragnaros. <laughs> Beyond Ragnaros, is there anything else? Um. While you're thinking, I will tell you mine, and no. that is. The Necromancer is going to be in Diablo 3. I was sure that they were going to announce some other, something else for Diablo, uh, either a new game or a remaster of one of the old ones. But I can't really complain about my favorite class, maybe in video games ever, uh, being introduced into Diablo 3. Um, so that was that was pretty nice. And the fact that he has an ability where he throws he throws his blood forward somewhere and then teleports to it like that's just like what i want it <laughs> but also i will say after blizzcon was done jacob did actually say uh the necromancer was probably the less least exciting thing <laughs> right because there was there was sombra there's uh because it's in diablo 3 like as much as i love the necromancer and i really really do uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Diablo 3. And for my opinion on that, you can watch our episode of Press A, which should be happening in the next couple months, about Diablo 3. Maybe a year or two. Who knows? Press A is weird. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so, did you have uh, the other thing you were excited for from BlizzCon? No, just rag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Everything's puny next to him. So, something about insects. 
Um, so that pretty much wraps us up. If you like what you heard here today, please consider subscribing or giving us a rating. You can subscribe or rate on iTunes or Google Play or wherever. It really helps us show it, especially on iTunes if you give us a rating. Five-star ratings are super appreciated. Um, so if you just want to give back, you can do that. Um, you can follow uh, Overwatch or that. Uh, you can follow Overtime uh, on Twitter at ow underscore overtime at twitter.com. And you can send us an email at owovertime at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, just want to reach out to us, maybe have your email read on the show, you can send those emails to owovertime at gmail.com. Uh, we also have another show, as I mentioned, called Press Ada Podcast, where we review a different video game every episode. You can follow that show on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at Press A to Podcast. Uh, Twitch is just different because it has underscores, the rest do not. Um, but that's all the time we have for t- today. So for me, and Taylor. We will see you guys next week. And start recording now. Boop, boop.